course, as we talk about everything related to information, technology, and some other random stuff as well. Help us as we try to find how IT affect every one of us, and what the story headlines really mean. You know, we are Swedes, and we, we talk tech. As you softly sit down with your loved one beside you, on the slopes of a hill looking out over the water, you hear the soft guitars in the background, and you realize that what really moves your heart, what really tucks at your heartstrings, that's the All in IT Radio. Oh my. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, here we are again, the guys from the All in IT Radio. We are three persons who really like to discuss technology. I'm Kenneth, and with me I have the fabulous Robin. Hello, everyone. And the equally fabulous Henrik. Hi, I'm Henrik. All right. So we've gathered here once more on this nice hill overlooking the... The river flowing down, we hear the birds in the trees, we have a little picnic basket with us, perhaps some uh, baguettes and uh, some chicken. Perhaps, you don't know. Meatballs. Haven't you checked the picnic basket? Meatballs? Yeah. Meatballs and a picnic Cold basket. meatballs. <laughs> and I bet you there's horse in those meatballs. Exactly. Most definitely. <laughs> I like horse meat. That sounds like a really terrible 16th century lullaby. Meatballs in a basket. <laughs> it sounds delicious. <laughs> Bought at Ikea. <laughs> Where else? Oh, please, no. Certainly. <laughs> so, you guys, how have you been lately? Everything on the board? Yeah, I, I suppose so. Nothing uh, special to report. I have <laughs> nothing special. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm um, excited to to um, record another episode of All in IT Radio. So I'm glad to be here today. We like the sound of that. And Henrik? Uh, well, we had a bit of turbulence in the gamma sector, but it's all right now. Over to you, Captain. The gamma sector. Where is the it? gamma sector of what? Uh, you don't really want to know that. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I regret ever asking that question. Let's and I move retract on. it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's move on, Kenneth. Until... <laughs> let's move on. Should we even start a show, perhaps? Yes, we should. Have we spoken anything about we, what we were going to talk about this? Time? No, we haven't. No. What will the topics of today be? <laughs> Some fun words. Yeah, a Swedish word that some companies don't, uh, one company in specific don't like. <laughs> Finally, a Swedish lesson on the All in IT radio. That's why you come here, folks. You want to listen to Swedes talking tech? Now you will learn some words. <laughs> now you will listen to tech talking Swedes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the same thing. <laughs> and any other discussions? What else has happened lately? Well, the Google Reader has gone the way of the doo-doo. So, uh, 
You mean Dodo, right? No, I don't mean Dodo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue. Because Why are you always so confused? Because doo-doo is the thing that comes out of baby's butt. Exactly, and, and that's dodo. the way the Google Reader went. <laughs> all right, so it didn't go extinct, it went down the... Yeah, oh, all right. the toilet. Okay, I understand. Mm. Or diaper. Yeah. Perfect. So we will talk a bit about that and uh, possible uh, replacements for Google Reader. Sounds exciting, I'm looking forward to it. Let's get started. Yeah. Yes, we should. A few days ago, I listened to a podcast from the Swedish radio network, and it's about how we use our language. It's called Språket i P1, for anyone who cares. And they spoke about an, a recent controversy with Google. Interestingly enough, you might wonder what Google has to do with languages, and specifically the Swedish language. But it, there really is a connection. You see, last year of 2012, one of the new words that was defined was ogogelbar. Have you ever used that word, any of you? No, never. I have never heard it either, so... Henrik? Um, no, it, it, it seems like a very complicated word. Ogogelbar. Yeah. And translated that would be like ungoogleable. Yeah. Yes. When would you ever use that? Well, the meaning is when something isn't Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah. But findable on the web. You can't exactly. search and find any information. It could be a person mm? or a thing. So and I guess some things that are too common. I mean you you can't search for the word and and get any result that matters because and is one of the most common word well, the how do you search for the on any search engine you get a lot of pictures of ducks i could say probably if you search on the swedish in part of the internet and <laughs> means duck right so so if something isn't possible to find it's ungoogleable it's ogoogelbart makes sense yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's just as easy to say something like, I can't find it. <laughs> For me, uh, ungoogleable or ogoogelbar, it's uh, such a long word, so uh, I don't really see the but point. But I don't think that's the, the, the issue here. It's not that it's particularly long, but it's unnecessary specific, in my opinion. How so? If it's something in uh, in real life, not connected, not related to computers, I would say I can't find it. It's unfindable or something like that. Um, if it's related to searching either on the computer or the internet, I would say I would say it's unsearchable, unfindable as well. But ungoogleable or uh, what was the Swedish word? Ogoogelbar. Yeah, that's right. I immediately think about the search engine Google. It's not like the verb Google to Google something, because that that is a verb. Yeah, but that's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. But 
ungoogleable. It's like saying, well, I can't, I can't find it on the search engine Google. Is it unleakable as well, or unaltavistable as well? Unbingable. But it's the same thing. <laughs> Is it unbingable? Ooh, Bing Bart, unbingable. I love it. <laughs> we should probably use that in future. Yeah, but that's the case. That's the, that's the heart of the matter, actually, because Google really, really does not want to end up in the same part of. Uh, the language of our vocabulary where you find Kleenex or Xerox machine or Jeep. Jeep, exactly. Frisbee. Rollerblades. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting. These are trademarks. These are companies or products that were trademarked, but they become synonymous with the thing. So paper tissues... Well, that's Kleenex. If you have a copying machine, it's a Xerox machine. It became synonymous with what they did. And I don't think that saying Google it is something unusual. No, no. I mean, Google is synonymous with search. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's why I'm, I'm not completely agree with you. I think maybe you think the same way as I do, but they all of a sudden think badly about it when it's something bad for them when when uh, they have google it or something in in swedish in in the vocabulary they have no problem with it because it's positive to say it mm. are you are you completely sure because i haven't heard yeah. anything oh, about it oh you made it. him mad no because i <laughs> i don't believe it because i have never heard anything from them uh, that says that they they, they don't uh, they don't enjoy uh, having their trademark name as the standard word for it, it it's 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 a good thing, for, I believe no. anyway. Because uh, when people think about searching the web, they think about Google, and that's and and that's something they want, isn't it? Yeah, sure. I I know what you. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but the all right let, let's get this out of the way first what happened in 2012 was that the language council of sweden or whatever they should be translated to who every year publishes a list of new words that are used in the swedish language and they are very clear about this that their role isn't to regulate the language they don't tell us what words we can use they are a scientific institution which looks at the language and see well what new words has the Swedes gotten into the habit of using and they publish a list of those and that was what Google took offense of they didn't want Google with a lowercase g and they didn't want it to represent searching with any other search engine so they wanted the definition to be specific and say not being able to find something on the search engine Google parentheses trademark and parentheses parentheses that was what Google wanted and so the lawyers they called the language council and the language council tried to explain well we don't make any rules like this we don't dictate how the language is used we just scientifically look at how people use it. And in 2003, the Language Council described the new word googla 
to Google something as searching the internet for information with the search engine Google. But, I mean, I use it every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is a, a verb you use. It's not, go and look that up on the mm. internet, please. No. It's, Google it. Yep. Or, Google det in Swedish. Bing it. Yeah, Bing it didn't really caught on. Other it? search engines are available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but really, it's a very tough spot to be in, both for Google and the uh, Language Council. Because I really see what point Google are trying to make. They don't want to be a generic trademark used by everyone. In that case, they also lose the right to their trademark, if I understand yeah. uh, the law in the United States correctly, which, yep. well, I am not a lawyer and so on and so forth. Yeah, the, the, the article uh, on The Verge mentions a few examples. Zipper, Escalator, Aspirin, which has been... They have gone the, ro- the road of being common words nowadays. I don't think Google would like to end up being the word for search used by no. other people as well. But do they have the right to to stop the language council from um, ad- adding this word? Can they dictate... I don't think so. Well, the Swedish language. Yes or no, I would say. How so, Henrik? Obviously, they can't dictate the language. Nobody can. Well, they can uh, they can influence how people use words, but they really can't decide if people should use a word or not. I mentioned another example for, for another friend of ours uh, in this week, and uh, I came to think about uh, Richard Stallman, which every time he has a speech say that you must say it's GNU Linux because the core is GNU and it's so vital of the Linux uh, experience. But nobody says GNU Linux because it's longer than saying Linux. It's as easy as that most of the time. So you can't you can't dictate what people should use for words. You can't say that people should say trademark after saying Google. Same thing. But obviously they can uh, they can influence it because they just did. They put a lot of lawyers on the, na- the language council and they got to board. Yeah, no. Uh, for the moment. Yeah, they can't influence the language being used in Sweden, but of course they can influence what the language council does and does not yeah. include in their list. And what they said, what the boss of the language council said, what was her name? Ann Sederberg. She said that we don't have either time or resources. Right. Yeah, exactly. Resources. Yeah. They don't want uh, a drawn-out process with Google's lawyers. They got bored, as you said, Henrik. Or tired. They got tired of it. And they said that we don't want to compromise regarding our definition, which is based on a scientific view of the Swedish people's use of their language. So we can't go in and change that. So, all right, we drop it. We don't include it. Doesn't matter. People will still use the word, and it will catch on, or it will die off, and nobody can do anything about that. Which is quite a good point of view, actually. Maybe we spend time with other people, but I have never heard it, and I don't know if it will catch, uh, if, if it will be popular. I don't really know where it is popular, because I haven't heard anyone, and I socialize with people in all ages. Sounds like a Stockholm word. Yeah, probably. Used in the capital. (laughs) Like many others. (laughs) So what do you think? 
will people continue to use the word ungoogleable or googlebar? Oh, I think they will begin to use it now since it became a story. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> since it actually became a new story, of course they'll use it. I hadn't heard it before. You no. two hadn't heard it before. I haven't heard it. Nope. No. Nope. So, but now we know it and who knows? Well, we use it right now. Exactly. <laughs> we might start using it uh, no. No. with a bit of a tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> no. Oh, well, maybe a tongue-in-cheek, but... N- but that's the start. Yeah. If you start using it tongue-in-cheek, sooner or later you, s- you discover that, it, oh, man, I used it. Seriously, oh. yeah. I actually used it. Hmm. That's the way language works. You don't believe me. <laughs> well, I do believe you, and I don't like it. No, all right. <laughs> I don't believe you, so... <laughs> all right. <laughs> not, not Robin is anyway. steadfast. He won't use Bar. Exactly. You can hit me if I do. Shun the non-believer. <laughs> no, now you know. <laughs> Shun him. Shun him. <laughs> that this discussion arises particularly in Sweden isn't that strange. Because, and I think it's the same thing in Germany, we are used to creating new words. Yeah. Ooh, Google bar isn't that, that a complicated word. It's just a prefix o for not mm. like un and it's the word google which in this case means search and bar which is a bull <laughs> you can't do it so it's a suffix which negates the word even further yeah. with an action as well i don't know correct terms for it well to put it simply you just take the word unsearchable and replace search with google yeah sure that's it really that's yes. exactly what was done and that's why they don't like it yep but we are used to creating new words yeah i mean we create words every day because in the swedish language we connect two words to create a new one in english they stay separated and you can describe a situation or an object with a few words. In Sweden, exactly. you concatenate them and create an, a completely new word. Yeah. So we have... Do you have any good example? Flygplatsledningsinstruktör. <laughs> you see? That's wonderful. It's a completely new word. Probably used a couple of times, but... And translated, that would be... How many words? Airport is one word. Right. Airport. Flygplatsledning. Hmm. Does it exist? <laughs> yeah. A- a- airport lead instructor. Yeah, leading. Yeah, yeah, probably. Airport direction. Depending on what you mean. I don't know if that profession exists. No, it doesn't. I just invented it. <laughs> There's probably one person in the world, at least, you can describe that way. If anything, it's, it explains how easy it, it is to invent new words in Swedish. Right, you just, exactly. You just glue them together. And you, we are used to attaching suffixes and prefixes to already existing words to create a new meaning. So we are a bit flexible with our language. And if we don't have a word for it, we just borrow it from... English. The United States of America. Yeah, most of the times, anyway. But it's a wide mix of many different languages. Google 
should really be a borrowed word, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be. You mean from the English? It's an English name. Used yeah, but in... if it is a trademark, you don't say it's a borrowed word, I think. No, you don't. Because Google is that. a Swedish company as well. They have mm, a Swedish branch, mm. so... True, true. Yeah, that... M- well, I I just um, I just looked at Wikipedia, the Swedish Wikipedia, on the longest Swedish word. <laughs> All right, shoot. It's one hundred and thirty letters, or or not. The the longest in, uh, according to Guinness Book of World Records. Well, I could try to read it in Swedish. I don't want to translate it, but um, <laughs> you can if you will. Nordwester uh, Sjökust. Artilleri, flygspaning, simulator, anläggningsmateriel, underhållningsuppföljningssystem, diskussionsinläggsförberedelsearbeten. Wow. That's 130 letters. And that's basically uh, roughly 15 different words just glued together. Uh, the longest word, according to the uh, Swedish academic word list, is mm. 28 letters. Realisationsvinstbeskattning. That's the longest word they have. All right. Because in Swedish you don't have upper limit of how long you can make words. You just glue, glue, and glue, and glue, and together as long as you can. Yeah, because that is the, the rule that you you attach them to each other and create a new word. Yeah. Even though it's not really a new word. No, it isn't. I mean, it's not like I can... That's a word. It's not like that. I mean, we, we take the Lego bricks that we have and... and build new concepts to use for stuff. So if you were to compare Swedish and English in terms of Lego, you could say that Swedish is actually Lego. English is a five-year-old killer who doesn't know how to use Lego. (coughs) He doesn't put the bricks together. He just put the bricks aside of each other. No. Uh, English is like ordinary building blocks. You know, these big... Uh, cubes in in wood that the younger kids have they can just put them on each other but you don't connect them ah okay yeah perhaps all right so ungoogleable ogooglebar is not really a hit with us but i'm looking forward to hitting robin whenever <laughs> he uses it in the future mark this date and this conversation it is something i'm looking forward to i'm sure you are so speaking about google henrik you've had some dealings with one of the google products lately and uh, there was an uproar on the internet about this would you care to fill us in thing is A few years back, I started to use the uh, RSS reader from Google, called Google Reader. That must be about three or four years back, and at that time I didn't really see the benefit of an RSS reader. When I got my new phone, which is the the current one I have, Nokia N900, it had a very basic uh, RSS uh, reader built in, which I started to use. Uh, And it was pretty convenient. Just uh, update and uh, get the headlines for the day. And I really started to see the benefit of an, uh, an uh, a RSS reader. Could you just give 
a two sentences description of what an RSS reader actually does? A program that fetches information from various sources. So uh, let's say you have um, new videos coming out from uh, a subscription on YouTube. You have a uh, news channel where you usually read or listen to the news. Things like that. When the, when, when the updates are released, new content, you add subscriptions in, your, in an RSS reader. So you get everything in one place rather than uh, going to, to the sites or the services one and one. That's the basic of RSS. What, what is it uh, RSS stands for? Now again, really simple not something. Syndication. Yeah, that's it. So RSS is essentially just a way to distribute content on the web in an orderly manner. So podcasting is built on RSS. Mm. If you have our podcast in your phone or on your PC, it uses RSS to update and check if there is a new episode released. Yeah. So sort of a standard for content updates. And it doesn't have to be audio like a podcast, but as you mentioned, it can also be news or blogs or videos. I don't know, are there RSS built in on YouTube? Might not be. Don't know, actually, but... I know Facebook really doesn't want RSS because they want people to be locked into their model. Okay. There are services to translate... Facebook feeds to RSS, but that's all third party. I can get RSS feeds from YouTube. Okay. But Henrik, <clears throat> Henrik or Kenneth, you are the two of us who uses this most frequently, I guess. Um, and especially maybe Google Reader. How will, how will it affect the market when it disappears? Because uh, what I've understood it's it's the largest yeah of them all yeah it is without a doubt yeah yeah as i said uh, in the beginning I, I started using google reader just a few months ago again and then i get the news that nope not this time so uh, well yeah I, I think a lot of people were pretty upset uh, a lot of people i didn't think would be upset uh, i saw on twitter were screaming at uh, google why? What are you doing? Can you uh, can you explain one thing for me? Because do people use Google Reader because it's good, or do they use Google Reader because it's Google's reader? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it it doesn't have to be to be better than the other. Just but is it, uh, how, how, is it more more user friendly, or why do people use it? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I'm not entirely sure, but. I would say it's because it's common. Then again, I think a lot of people were complaining uh, that it lacked a bit in um, features, you could say. Uh, it isn't that flexible, uh, in my opinion. And a lot of I think a lot of people were complaining on that as well. But it certainly was and is one of the biggest. So that's why it's such an uproar now. When Google entered the RSS market, there were alternatives, but they, well, they weren't really that good. So they did almost the same thing that they did with Gmail. When they launched Gmail, they weren't the only ones, but they did it really, really simple. Hmm. So people started using it, and they did it, well, 
perhaps not entirely the best way, but uh, they killed the market because nobody else could do it as simple. Mm. <laughs> also, since Google crawled the internet all the time anyway, they are in a special, unique situation to access RSS feeds. Yeah. Well, they are the king of search, and this is search. Yeah, it is a form of search. So what will happen now when Google Reader disappears is that instead of the Google Spider accessing your RSS feed for all those hundreds of thousands who used the Google Reader application, you will get a lot of access from a lot of different applications, both desktop and online applications. So all RSS feeds will be hammered in quite a significantly larger proportion. Does anyone know the decision behind this? I mean, to me it doesn't make any sense why they would kill their RSS feed. I can see if they would refurbish it or make it entirely different or, or something like that, but to just drop it? That doesn't sound like Google. And there's no way to migrate. I, re I read something about it. I have it in front of me. It says that as Google attempts to reduce its reliance on search, which still accounts for 90% of the company's income, we can expect more consolidations behind a few key products, Android, Chrome, and Google+. So it seems like it can be that... Yeah, people have mentioned that, that they actually try to steer people more into the Google Plus ecosphere so that you should follow news through that. But it is not comparable and it sounds strange. Yeah, they, are, they have done this before. They have cancelled projects and things that even goes well uh, before. But may maybe they, they, they don't want to be too wide. They Maybe they want to spec specify uh, more in specific areas like most companies do. They have everything from cars, you know, that drives um, without a driver to, to search. So yeah. they have a lot on, under their wings. So maybe mm. they want to slim it a little. Could be as simple as that, yeah. But that's the thing that does make sense to me. Google is not narrow. They, they are in many different areas. They, they do a lot of things. And RSS is such, still such a fundamental way of bringing content or, or fetching content to you. So I... I don't really understand why they do this or why they don't merge it together with something like Google+. Or maybe that's the thing, that's what they are doing. They're adding that fun something like uh, the uh, an RSS reader functionality to Google+. But we haven't seen that yet, and no. they didn't mention anything about that. No, exactly. And this is... It's strange, it is. It is very <laughs> surprising. Google is known for, for throwing things at a wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Exactly. And even and this sticks. They did that with Google Wave, and I can understand that, because Google Wave was yeah. <clears throat> really something very new, at least at that time. Um, and I can see why they did it, the thing they did with Google Apps. They didn't cancel it, but they started making money for it, and I can understand that. Yeah. But this just seemed a bit strange. And Google Wave, they slaughtered and used all the parts, both in Google Plus yeah. and in Gmail and in Google Docs, or Google Drive is the new name. Yeah. So, so the technology is still is used, but that's not the case with Google Reader, as far as we know. 
No. So they are not going to use it in other... They haven't said anything, but... No. Maybe this will make sense um, six months from now. Yeah, it might. There have been... Since Google Reader has been so popular, people say, well, why don't they just release the code, let it be free and open source software, or spin it off into a startup? I mean, they would probably get venture capital. They would get investments in such a startup. But the argument is that probably Google Reader is so integrated into Google's other systems, their search engine and such, that they can't really just pick it up and release it separately. Right. And that might be the thing, that they are doing some really large restructuring of their own code base for their main products. Hmm so that they can't really support the code for the Google Reader. Yeah. Well, it must be something like that. I mean, Google have uh, proved uh, during the, the years that they, they aren't that dumb that they just cancel a service that they think, well, no, we don't want to spot this any longer. Usually they yeah. have a, at least 10 different good reasons behind the, why they're doing that. So, But they re very rarely at that time explain everything so i mean it's just google at work mm, business as usual yeah but even the ceo of google said that they want to put more wood uh, behind fewer arrows it says i've never heard that before but you know what it means mm. yeah sure makes sense but robin how do you consume news if you don't use an rss reader I consume news by... I'm a little bit old-fashioned in that way. I, I, I use... I, I'm, I go to my um, news websites that I like. And I also use Twitter at times to, to, to get some news. Uh, but I, in some ways, I trust the, ad, the editors um, more than Twitter because it... Twitter is good, but it's very fast and it can be wrong when it's fast many times. So that's my and and maybe maybe RSS in news are a good thing. I it's probably is, but I'm not used to it and I haven't really caught on to the trim with the train to to do it. And and I'm quite comfortable with what I'm doing right now. But I, I know you have tried to push me in that direction, Kenneth. I, yeah. I, I know that because you, you do it and uh, and you think it's a good idea. And maybe it is. But I am very comfortable and used to, to do it this way. And that's very strange because I often like to find new things. I, I think it's very interesting to, to do that. But in this, in this case, I'm not that way. And I can't explain it myself. But how many news sites do you visit during a week? Let, let's say, how many different sites do you visit? And don't count Twitter. It depends a little bit about uh, what, what you mean about news. Is it one specific like tech news or do you mean everything uh, news related? Yeah, uh, or, yeah, sure. Everything. Okay. Uh, how much news do 10, you consume? 10 or 12 sites maybe. All right. It depends. It's it's all from everyday news media. Maybe mm -hmm. three three Swedish sites and uh, uh, a couple of English and 
one Norwegian because I have a yeah I I speak Norwegian and know Norwegian so I'm a little bit interested in that so and then you have some um, and that that's the thing the tech news I get most of the thing of, of of it comes from IDG right it's called mm. uh, .se and uh, it's a collaboration or it's they mm. they they own a lot of different tech. Uh, Tech-related magazines. Yeah, magazines. So, so you get everything in uh, in one in that respect. So, I, I would say about ten, twelve places. But if you could take this, these ten, fifteen news sources, and gather them in one interface, so you have a nice-looking way to read them all, you just have to visit one site or you just have to open one program you can get it in your phone so you can read it there at mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. leisure wouldn't this simplify your news consumption yeah it does uh, but there, there's there, there are two things i have a problem with when it comes to this maybe it's because i'm ignorant and i don't know uh, which is that, often the case <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I uh, yeah maybe, <laughs> but I w- I would say this. I I one thing I'm a little bit afraid of that is that that I I will I I have such a wide interest in many things. If I subscribe to many things, it will, in my opinion, but I can be wrong. It it will be very cluttered, right? It it it's impossible to 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 see it all. But uh, I'm I'm not sure if if that's the case because I'm not used to this RSS feed thing. Um, but I, I when I uh, need to subscribe for a thing, I, I am a little bit scared of missing some other news that I w- will see in just by browsing the website. And I don't get that if I if I just use the RSS feed. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I, my my concern? I don't know if it's valid or not, but that's how I feel. Yeah, sure, uh, of course. But that's more or less the problem that RSS readers try to solve. But do they solve that? I don't know, Henrik. You used Google Reader. Does it solve this problem? Yes or no. I mean, let's think about, take one paper, for example, and you want to subscribe. If I don't subscribe to to the whole paper, I can miss something that is important to me that I might not have thought about, I did want to know. Do you you understand? Uh, and, And subscribe to the whole paper, it can be very much. Or am I completely wrong? No, I, I see what you mean, because that's what I more or less had against RSS reads from the beginning as well. When I have a lot of subscriptions, say 20, 30, 40 different subscriptions, it's uh, YouTube videos and it's uh, tech channels and uh, news and different sites and so on. Uh, of course, they release at least maybe one, at least one update uh, every day. And that's easily 40 or 50 new topics in one day on one uh, page in the RSS reader to browse through. And uh, yeah, at the beginning I, I thought it was a bit cluttered, but really that's what Kenneth said. It, it's trying to solve that problem. In the beginning I was a lot of, like you, I, I, I had bookmarks for say five different YouTube channels. I didn't subscribe to them, but I manually went through my bookmarks and clicked on every 
YouTube channel to go to the channel and check are there any new videos. Yeah. Because I like that. It was a good habit. Uh, same as browsing through news sites, uh, which I I visited the sites one on one. But as Kenneth said, that's the problem RSS readers are trying to solve. It's not, and no, no information are going missing. It's all there. You just have to to browse through it, and that's a, easier than going to every page and scroll through them manually. Now we have one feed to scroll through manually, where I have everything. And you can divide it into subcategories and... Yeah. I suppose it's my just my fear of not knowing. Yeah, I understand. I assume, because I, I suppose. Uh, that's what I thought about RSS for a long time. Hmm. And can you see which news you have read? Yeah, I can. That's important. Yep. All right. Yeah, good. Okay, because the only thing I use RSS feeds for, uh, it's it's podcasts when I listen to it. That that's it. It's extremely good for me to, um, and it's it's a common thing. So, but yeah, that that's the only thing. But I will uh, maybe I I will try it if someone can recommend a good RSS reader to me. And now it might be even harder. I don't know, Henrik, do, do you know any, or Kenneth? Now we sold you on the idea of Google Reader, and that's no longer an option because that's going away. Exactly. <laughs> so, Henrik, what has your process been? What different readers have you tried? One, and that's the one I'm using right now. <laughs> All right, so you tried one and you started using it, right? Yep. Uh, well, when the news hit that Google Reader was going to be cancelled, I started looking into it a bit, uh, into it a bit, and a few sites had uh, some compilations of uh, alternatives that they thought might be useful. I know Mozilla Thunderbird has this functionality built in, so yeah, I think it does. That yeah. might be worth having a look at if you already use Thunderbird. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to look into that. Uh, no, but the one I'm using is. Uh, a web service uh, the one that most people have been talking about why did you go to a web service rather than uh, than software installed on your machine it's something in the the middle ground to be fair uh, it's an add-on in the browser and it's an application on other devices so on your phone for yeah, example yeah sort of a program but not hmm? okay right continue what's good about it which one is it? <laughs> yeah, first off, it's uh, called Feedly, the one that most people have been talking about. And the thing that got me hooked on Feedly is it that's so dead simple and it's so nice. Uh, it was very easy to migrate. I found a written tutorial that is, explains it in four steps. Step one, install Feedly on your browser. Step two, connect to Google Reader. Step three, allow access. Step four, start using Feedly. It just migrated my subscriptions to the Feedly service from the Google Reader service by connecting them. I have one question for you with Feedly because I'm just in I'm just searching at at this website and I have eight Google Reader alternatives and I have had this up all this podcast evening and one of them are Feedly. And and it it says here uh, worryingly, Feedly actually uses Google Reader as its back end. And we're not sure if Google will break the functionality of third-party apps like Feedly when it integrates re- Reader with Google+. Mm. On, the, uh, on the flip side, this means you can log on into Feedly today and it will automatic- 
automatically have all of your Google Reader feeds set up and ready to go. Yep. Yeah, so. I, I remember remember reading something like that as well. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know. I read somewhere as well, someone said, hey, it doesn't really migrate, it just use your subscriptions from Google Reader. I don't know really, I, I just have to wait and see. Um, so far, I think Fiddle is doing very, very well, and well, uh, if it goes haywire when Google Reader goes down, it's not uh, the end of the world. I know where my subscriptions mm. are, so. And Feedly has said they have created new functions, new functionality to administer to those who are leaving Google Reader. Yep. And they are very keen developers. They really like their product. So it would make me very surprised if they didn't take this into account. And if they are dependent on some part of Google Reader, well, they have, what is it, three months until Google Reader will die? Yeah, July 1st, I think. Right, so I don't think it will be a problem. No, nope. They won't die when Google Reader goes down. Because as most news sources have said, it's currently is a mass exodus from Google Reader, and most of them are going to Feedly. So I think they are, they are well, not perhaps well-prepared, but they are... They see that people come to them and they, I think they know what they're doing. There was one of the RSS services, it's called Newsblur. They even closed down their free accounts for a while because there were so many people uh, starting new accounts to try them out and see if they would uh, uh, okay. move there. Yeah. Mm. And that's also one of those sites that are recommended on this site. So it's... Um, it's it's funny we're talking about the, those. But um, there those aren't sites. that many RSS no. readers because Probably not. Google Reader was the big one. They owned yeah. the market for so for so yeah. long a time. And Feedly is a bit different. It's more of a newspaper kind of feel to it. They, they if I, as far as I gather, they try to focus on on the look and feel of it rather than just uh, the plain old news like Google Reader did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's more or less exactly what I love with Feedly. It's very easy to add tags to different uh, subscriptions, so I can sort it into different categories, uh, web-related news. I have uh, a few other tags, font, Photoshop, YouTube, uh, etc. it's very easy to do that. Uh, I, I like the various ways of displaying the content as well. Uh, just by plain text in titles, um, like a magazine, what happened today, um, divided into uh, different, uh, what do you call it, tiles, uh, a bit like Windows 8 and uh, different uh, like that. And it works really well across different platforms. I just installed the uh, app on my Nexus 7 and it looks, well, real nice. It's really nice looking and it works on different platforms. So uh, And a lot of social integration I guess. Well of course you have the usual uh, at, at the top of every article you have uh, the social icons. Google Plus share yeah, all right. uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook uh, and so on. And it can, ga- can you see what your friends read? Can you connect to people on Feedly? Read news together in sync? <laughs> I'm on this road now. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, silly. Don't but it's know. a thing. I, I've I've seen. Okay, uh, 
I don't see anything. Uh, probably you can share friend, uh, news with your friends uh, and so on. It um, collects um, likes from both Facebook and Google Plus into one category. So uh, at at every um, news you just see uh, a number uh, at the next uh, next to it. So I, I guess it just collects all data from different social networks. How many RSS feeds do you follow, approximately? I have about 20 or something like that. All right. It looks like uh, an email account. Yeah. 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 More or less. But that, yeah, yeah. That's so, more or less the way I use uh, an RSS reader, like Gmail. I, I open the mail. If it's interesting, uh, I go to the website. If it's something like a newsletter or something, uh, I read there. Uh, if it's not interesting, I'll just throw it away. So I rarely read through all of the news in the RSS reader. I do it on my phone and tablet if I'm on the fly. But if I'm at the computer, I most of the time read the headlines and open the uh, website on, in a new tab. For me, it seems like it's very easy to get lost and miss something. Well, one thing I haven't looked into is the search engine that much, but I think it's pretty decent. If, if you um, like uh, search old news and bookmark, save for later and so on. I think I have to work my, thro- my way through it and, and try different things if I'm now going to try to use it. To just wrap this subject up, I would like to tell you a bit about how I use RSS, because I haven't mentioned that yet. I don't use it in such a way as you would like, probably, Robin, but I follow approximately 90 RSS feeds, which is quite a lot, and I use a software known as Planet Venus, which is installed on a server and aggregates it all to one feed. So I can visit my server, I can visit a web page where I can look at all the news and they are not just rows like uh, in a mail program or such. You actually see, in most cases, the whole article directly. If it's too long, I have... I make I trim it down so you just see well the first part of it and you can click the link to go and read the whole thing and that's one way I use it I read it on the web page but I also use other RSS readers to read that feed so I have it in my phone and my phone keeps tap on if I read something or not mm-hmm. but generally I don't care if I miss something. If I have time to sit and read news, well, then I sit down and read news. On the web page, I have, I don't know, I have some form of setting somewhere, I guess, how many news I show, but it'll take me about an hour to read through it all. Yeah. If I if I really want to read everything. But mostly I just skim. I'm, I'm, some things I don't care about, other things I do. And it's the same way that I use Twitter. It's like a fire hose. Mm-hmm. I just direct the stream. I make sure that the water is from a source that I want to hear from. And in that way, I, I, I act as an editor. Yeah, I, I, I really I get mm-hmm. from the sources I want. But I don't have the 
need or the wish to consume all of it because it's mm -hmm. not possible. I can't read everything on the internet, even though I sometimes I wish I could. Yeah, we are very, we are very different that way. I think because mm. that's why I have a problem with have too many. I don't want to follow too many on Twitter either because I want to be able to read it all. Yeah, all right. Probably I'm, th I'm uh, somewhere in between. Kenneth, you more or less only use your RSS feed, I think. Or do you uh, go to news sites as well? Manually? It happens, but uh, rarely. Not, not on a regular basis? No, once every 14 days, perhaps. Wow. Oh, okay. Then it's just no. ten, well, maybe 10 times a day for me. Oh. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I read my news yeah. feed yeah, I see. all yeah. the time. Hmm. But perhaps uh, I'm probably somewhere in between that because I use an RSS reader, but I still regularly go to sites and read news there as well. Mm -hmm. I sort of like the middle ground. I, I agree with you, Robin. Uh, the I don't have more than something like uh, 70 or 80 subscriptions on uh, Twitter because I like to actually read most, at least, of what the people I subscribe to say. Yes, exactly. I, f I read almost every tweet from the people I follow. And you have about 400. Yep. That's, imp that's incredible. <laughs> then you I read almost everything. But I, I skim it. Uh, I mean, I, I, can, I see who sent it, and I can immediately decide if I want to read the whole sentence or not. My subscription depends a lot about, of uh, who I'm subscribing to. Because mm. some, some people tweet a lot, or some web pages have a lot of news on their sites. And, mm. and I, if I follow a lot of those, I can't have as many subscriptions, you know what I mean? Because then I can't mm. keep up. So it all depends on uh, how much information they are putting out. And, and that's a problem for me, because then I have to pick... Because I can't do it that way to have three or four hundred sources of information. No, of course not. People, yeah, sources, yes. Because I, I will get crazy more or less. It's, it's not me. <laughs> but you, maybe you would like to move a bit closer to Henrik's model and uh, take in some sources that you don't really care that much about. That You can have it aggregated and other which you really want to catch everything from. Yeah. You can do it in your traditional way. I, I will try a reader, some kind. I, I will because uh, it it will be fun to. But 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 I have to get over that fear of having too much to read and uh, and miss something important. Maybe I don't know. Oh no! Yeah. Someone wrote something on the internet and I didn't read it. Well, I'm not following people that says I'm going to have a lunch now or I'm. In the, no. in, in the bat bathroom or something like that. that. That's nothing I'm interested in. So <laughs> No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. All right, interesting discussion. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. This is a great opportunity to take, to publicize the fact that... We are Robin sponsored. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Robin, you're actually on Twitter. Wow! Yeah, I am. You weren't the last time we spoke. No, no it took a while. Um, because of the fear I talked about. Some things I have a problem with. And I still have a problem with Twitter because 
it's very cluttered. You 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 can't do anything. It's it's hard in a way to put tweets you want in a separate feed or something like that. I haven't found a good way anyway. Uh, but there are yeah, Twitter clients that work the same way for Twitter as there are feed readers that work for RSS feeds. Exactly. And I don't use either, either of them. <laughs> All right. But I I can give you a few tips. I know. And uh, there, even people I follow sometimes write a lot of things I don't care about. It happens. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I want to, in a perfect world, I would like that to go away. But that's not possible. So, <laughs> in a perfect world, everyone said things you're interested in. <laughs> exactly. The great dictator. Yeah. Isn't that more or less the way it is with reg uh, traditional news sites anyway? I mean, you browse through the, the headlines and pick the news that you're interested in. Oh, I I think I have to go now. <laughs> no, uh, and I yeah, you you caught me there. You do. You did. Uh, you have a mm -hmm. great points. You do. I'm not completely sure how I'm going to defend myself now, but <laughs> and it, it's not only that you got a Twitter account which is at Robin Harming, by the way, which will be in the show notes, of course. You also manages managed to. How how long have you been on Twitter? Uh, Four weeks, three? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, something like that. Are you all, all already up to a hundred tweets? Ninety-eight or something. Ninety-six. Oh and you seem to engage in a lot of conversations with almost everyone you follow. Mm, and you pop maybe. out like <laughs> ten new stories that you're interested in a day? No, no, no. Maybe if if you put an average, it might be two. Okay, so you're just not dipping your toe in the Twitter water. No. You're diving in head first. Yeah. When I do something, I do it. I really do it. <laughs> in four weeks, you have 35 followers. It's taken me four years <laughs> to get 84 followers. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not sure how to how I did that, but yeah, right. You probably take a lot of lunch. <laughs> probably <laughs> a lot of photos of your food, and Henrik has managed to uh, pop out almost 800 tweets in how many years, Henrik? Uh, I think I started somewhere about early 2009, so about four four years. So I might be ahead of you in a year or something. <laughs> yeah, you will pass him in half a year or a year, perhaps. Well, it's most of my tweets, they are about things I found interesting, and it's mostly tech stuff, but it's not always tw tweets, it's um, news stories that I take from websites, not readers, but I will, maybe I will change that. So, people, you heard it here first. If you want something really interesting to follow, <laughs> uh, get yourself a Twitter account and follow at Robin Harming, and you will be entertained all day long. Uh, no guarantees. But I might get 36 followers instead of 35 now when you said this. But if you find out that it is really boring, which it might be, then you're always welcome to subscribe to at WordFuzz. <laughs> Exactly. I do. And so do I. It doesn't write much, but uh, it's interesting most of the times.
So now we have spent some time on this hillside and we've discussed some interesting topics, really. But it has come to that unfortunate point in the podcast where we have to leave you. No! Where we have to say our goodbyes and bid our farewells. Time to... Okay. Say goodnight. And as we leave you, we try to do it on a softer note. We like to play you some music. What music was it today that was chosen for us, Henrik? Well, today we listened to Tjejer by Arvingarna. Pardon? Uh, no, I might have gotten that wrong. I hope so. I sincerely <laughs> hope so, yeah. I think I pronounced it the wrong way. I think you should pronounce it. It was Börsösunet by Popov. <laughs> if it's called that way. Sounds the same, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was very close, yeah. I thought so too. It's e- easily confused. And what license was that? Uh, it's a Creative Commons uh, 3.0 license attribution, unported. Share like. Was it share like? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Attribution share like. Splendid. Yep. And people after this show would really like to get in touch with you, Robin, and they want to follow you. So tell them once more how do they go about doing that yeah once more because can i told you before but if you are that desperate you can go to twitter and um, search at robin harming one word r-o-b-i-n-h-a-r-m-i-n-g and uh, you can also follow me at google plus and it's the same words it's my name so it's not very you don't have to be a rocket engineer to find robin on the internet exactly <laughs> But I still think that you should have chosen as a Twitter name, a Twitter handle, Harming Robin. Yeah, in English, that's very funny. It would have been cool. Yeah, it would be. But I don't really care for that joke. I, I, I have had that joke oh. once or twice, and yeah, of course. You have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Robin Hood, you know? I never heard that before. <laughs> you mean like when Henrik, every time you say... Hey, I'm Robin. He says Batman. And I'm Batman. Yeah, I never heard that before. Like it's either. a new thing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I just checked twittercom batman is free. Oh, harming Batman. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's my friend. All right. So, besides uh, finding you on at harming Batman, uh, <laughs> Henrik, where does one find you on the interwebs? You find me on Twitter, and my handle is warpfuzz, W-A-R-P-F-U-Z. And where can we find you, my bodacious friend? Well, you can find me where you find this podcast. You can reach us by sending an, an email to show at AIIT.SC. We really love the feedback. And you can also find us on Google Plus with AIIT.se slash radio slash plus. Or, of course, on Twitter at Altinomite, A-L-L-T-I-N-O-M-I-T. And it's the same on Identica as well. So you're welcome to follow us all. And you will, of course, find all this information in the show notes as per usual. And we will 
pack up our picnic basket and we'll head off over the hills into the sunset and leave you now <laughs> with the dulcet tones of Popoff and we hope to see you all once more further along bye 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 Welcome to this Lichtensteinian podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this podcast where we will talk about Nexus 7 Revit. Nej, no, no, wrong. We will talk about Google Bar. Are you with me, guys? 
Or should I talk be myself? <laughs> oh, hello. I'm looking forward to hitting Robin whenever he uses it in the future. Mark, this date and this conversation, it is something I'm looking forward to. I'm sure you are. <laughs> and I will try my best not to offend you. Disappoint you, I thought to say how I'm wrong. I don't mean that, I mean the opposite. <laughs> I don't mean. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> I, I will try to disappoint you. Ah, okay. Hmm. Splendid, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> then I will do so too. Flippy, flippy, flip, musical interlude. All right, you're using that as becoming old. You said you would make up new sounds. Yeah, I lied. <coughs> Great. As, as usual. usual. Oh. Hey, Smurf. Smurf. I was first. And I'm not sure. I didn't hear you. And she, yeah, well, I can edit the track, so I was first. <laughs> <laughs> so you're first in either way. Okay. Yep. That's the power of editing. It is. <laughs> Your Twitter usage is horrible. Mine? Yeah. Well, what do you mean horrible? I mean, you're creating the clutter that you fear. Yeah, but people <laughs> I mean, don't I have to follow me if they don't want to. I have different tabs for different categories of Twitter accounts that I follow. And you're in my friends account, <laughs> or friends row. Where I have people like Henrik and my parents and such. And, and it's, it's just, just me. Robin Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting stuff I tweet, I think. <laughs> yeah, says you. <laughs> and the equally fabulous Henrik. Batman. Well, no, okay. <laughs> Batwoman. Well, no. Hi, I'm Henrik. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. So, besides uh, finding you on at Harming Batman, uh, Henrik, where does one find you on the interwebs? Uh, it's very hard because I usually hide. But most of the time you can find me on Twitter where I usually... Usually? I was going to say nest, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, you find me on Twitter, and my handle is warpfuss, W-A-R-P-F-U-Z. Z. Z. Yeah. Oh, I love doing that. Robin. Yeah. I think you should ch check your Twitter feed after this segment. Ouch. Okay. You feel free to unsubscribe me. I know you won't. <laughs> that, I, that I will or won't. I know you want to. <sighs> okay, I will watch it afterwards. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to unsubscribe you. <laughs> I'm going to have a lunch now, he says. Just so yeah, you know. Warpfuss says, I'm going to have a lunch now. So what's our deal this time? Uh, last time we talked about brains jacked into the brain. Mm -hmm. What's our thing this time? Yeah, so, well, I don't know. Perhaps an enema. A what? Perhaps an enema? En yeah. Jacked into our butts. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> an enema. Ew! 
Ja, nej, hvad? Engelsk for der var mange. Ja. An anima of IT. Uh, <laughs> or not, but just a proposition. I vote for not. Okay. Everyone for not. Thank you. <laughs> Outvoted. Well, I don't have a better solution, but... No, uh, the theme will be heart strings. What? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no Watch vote. this. No vote. Or listen. No. <laughs> okay. Did you think this was a democracy? <laughs> I thought so. Until now. I gave you that idea? <laughs> yeah. I'm stupid. <clears throat> Must be. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Swedish podcast. <laughs> We are here this warm evening, listening to guitar music. You always have the same accent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm not here to be silent. True, true that. I'm here to entertain. Bloopers, <laughs> Yep, bloopers. Bloopers. <laughs> you are keeping the show going, Henrik. But that's because both of you are so bad at doing bloopers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose so. Should we do an intro or not? <laughs> And Henrik? Yeah. That's a wrap. Oh. Did you enjoy the meatballs? <laughs> <laughs> And that was an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, splendid. We are Clara. <laughs> <laughs>